Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or somebody you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com right now and sign up for a training session, cop some merchandise, or just see what we got going on with the podcast. That's dnasportsdenver.com. <laughs> a little weird with the freaking airplane going off. Uh, yeah. Yo. Hey, man. You know, sometimes you just got to take it outside and enjoy enjoy the nice breeze and the outside weather. You know what I mean? It's a nice evening. Beautiful evening. Got a special guest with us, my boy uh, Frankie V. Hill. Everybody say what up, Frankie. Frankie, say what up to everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> what up, Frankie? Not much. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm a little burnt right now. Um, but I'm straight, dude. You were you were out there in the sun th- this afternoon and today. What was you getting in? Where you you know, uh, I went and checked out the one on ones thrown by uh, Destroying. Um, it was it was dope, man. The you know the Broncos and the NFL paired with him and they're doing it. He's going on a tour right now. I think he's going to Arizona and a couple other places next. But he was here uh, locally at, at North actually. That's what's up. Um, you know the the best turf. In, in the city you got the view of the city so it's a million you know, dollar view bro these days when he drops that video there's going to be a nice optic in the background with the denver skyline representing for the champions you know what i mean Dude. but uh no nah, man it was a good event a lot of great competition our boy frankie dardano was out there slinging the rock looking good um i'm Shout sure there's out. a couple throws that he wishes he could have back but you know when when you're throwing with new receivers, timing, these guys are older than what he's used to, right? These ain't high school athletes. These are some semi-pro, some adults, some college players, like a lot of dudes coming out and competing out there. Okay. So the speed is a little bit different, right? So, you know, they're getting into their routes and into their breaks a lot sooner than what some of these high school kids are capable of doing. So, you know, he had to develop that timing. And once he did, in my opinion, he was the best quarterback out there, you know, hands down. The best. The best. Uh, shout out to the kid from St. Mary, too. I think he went to St. Mary College. Um, um, if not, he was wearing a white cap. Shout out to you because you, you balled out, too. Um, That's what's up. So you, so you said it was it was all-age affair, man. It wasn't just just high school kids. It was Oh, yeah. They even it, had an eighth, anybody that had some juice. I think the youngest kid that I heard that was out there competing was an eighth grader um, from Highlands Ranch, one of the Highlands Ranch football teams out there. So shout out to that young man. That's what's up. Um, he did his thing. Um, a guy from the Montballo, you know, from the Bows. Shout out to the Bows. Um, he was out there, and he's the one who took the competition and took the 10K home. So, you know, uh, stay tuned. Look at YouTube and check it out because it'll be out soon, I'm sure. As I mentioned, we got a very special guest with us, uh, a young man that uh, both of us have gotten a chance to coach in football. Um, I've gotten to coach him in track as well. And uh, we'll get into his name's Frankie Vigil, man. We'll get into him a little bit, Frankie. But what you been up to? Not much, just working, uh, training in the off season, trying to get ready for college coming up here soon. That's that's what's up, um, Frankie. Man, it's it's uh, we got to go out to that camp a couple of weeks back, and I, I still haven't had a chance to talk about it on the pod now because we get to going about everything else. But these fools were nuts, dude. Um, they're out of control. I say I say him, Scotty. Sounds, sounds about right. Him, Scotty, Miguel, man, they was out of control. Uh, at one point, they were talking about coach. Can you? Uh, we buy some fireworks. And I was like, oh, um, set it off, set it off. In hey, they had some giant fireworks stands there. They were legit fireworks stands, bro. Yeah. Like, um, like 
there's their main strips probably a couple miles long and there was at least four of them so <laughs> they're getting that firework money but so i tell them yeah you guys you know just keep it keep it simple keep it light we don't want to we don't want to have to carry these you're gonna have to put them in your bags we can't have these fireworks just showing while we're driving yeah you know and uh i don't even know if i should be telling the story for <laughs> but allegedly uh, allegedly they uh Allegedly, Miguel and, and Scotty. How you said that? Oh, this dude, dude, names and everything. I'm gonna have to teach you some things, bro. Like, damn. Alleg- allegedly, M and S. They uh, <laughs> they show up with these gigantic ass freaking artillery shell packs, bro. I mean, packs are as big as they are, dude. Like giant packs. And Frankie did it right. Frankie got some Roman candles and some snap pops. But um, yeah, man. So little little to be said. These boys are packing all these fireworks in their bags, bro. They got a duffel bag full of explosives on our way back. But it was cool. We had a good time out at that camp, um, you know, by Arte Throws. Uh, learned some really good stuff, man, that hopefully will take us to the to the next level here locally. And then with Frankie going off to uh, to Graceland, and we'll get into that a little bit here in a bit. But uh, with him going off to college, hopefully there's some more information he can use, too. Yeah, that, you know, we will touch base on that a little bit later. Uh, it's exciting to have you on, Frankie. Uh, you know, we've been a part of your life for a while now, you know, coaching you and your brother, you know, from futures to high school and watching you transition from a young kid, a young boy to a young man, and now to a pretty much a man, bro, and, and you're about to go on your own and, and do the college thing and, and, and experience life for yourself, you know, um, Shout out to mom and pops. Great family. I love them yes, dearly. You know, yes, they're always involved. They're, you know, doing what they got to do for all of you guys. And, and shout out to them. But you're about to live it on your own. So do you have any feelings like kind of going back into high school again, kind of? Because you're getting ready to go into the next level. Uh, just going back into high school, like just thinking about it. It was always just so much fun competing with my teammates, meeting new people for sure from like all over Colorado. At one point in Wyoming, they came down and competed against some of us. That was always interesting. And then going back to football, it was just always crazy. Having you guys as my coaches was just <laughs> something else. Dom was a little over fun. the top, I know. It was always just fun, something else. <laughs> it was competitive. That's what we do. You know, we bring out a competitive nature and everybody's always giving all the credit to those prima donnas who throw the ball, catch the ball, run the ball. Right. But none of them put in work like the big dogs do. So shout out to all the big dogs across the nation because we know who really puts in the work, who's out there pushing themselves to the limits, pushing their bodies to extremes that they don't think they can are capable of doing. But they're out there doing it. Well, it's the, and it's them big dogs that set the table, but it's also them big dogs that get to the quarterback too, and and, and you know make make it hell to be in that pocket and and try to rush things up too, man. Like there's there's a lot to be said about them fellas too on the other side of the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. Um, I don't care what anybody says, man. You know, I, I know quarterbacks obviously a very very important position, and I'm not trying to to slight that, but. Uh, if you ain't got someone to keep your quarterback upright or someone to open them holes, man, it don't matter who you got back there. Uh, you know, you need you need the big dogs and you need the big dogs up front because I don't give a damn if you're if you're Deion Sanders back there. If you're covering for six seconds, seven seconds, you're end up going to lose that battle. You know, that's why you need them got them pass rushers and the boys getting up in the middle. For sure, for sure. So anyway, Dom, um, enough about the, the the camp and all that good stuff, man. Um, I got to give some flowers out, bro. 
and it's and it's somebody that I, I typically you I'm, know how I feel about this I, one. I, I and get so ready for, hey, I'm, I'm ready for it. We're recording it now, so uh, people are gonna have this and be able to have receipts for it. But I gotta give I gotta give flowers to LeBron James and, and specifically the time. James family. And, and, and um, it's nothing to do with basketball. No, I know, but it's about time. But um, I was watching the ESPYS, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I uh, the family is just up there, man, honoring him and celebrating him and. You know, he's he's young black man, you know, raising I, th- I think he was raised by a single mother mm. and he's raising a family, dude. And he's and he's done it the right way with his family. Um, married to his high school sweetheart, you know, three kids that are, you know, one of them's going off to play USC. The other one's highly touted and, you know, up and coming in the high school ranks. Uh, it, it's it, it was refreshing, bro. And, and I got to give flowers where flowers is due just because that's what we do on, on this show. And um, I got to give props, bro. That was pretty cool to see. No, for sure, man. LeBron, you know, since LeBron's came into the league, bro, I mean, really, since he's gained his stardom as a young athlete, he's always been doing something and, and always been active in his family's life. You know what I mean? And, and, and to be honest, a lot of athletes kind of get a bad rep because they're athletes you know they don't get the same respect as uh, as others do when it comes to the things that they do off the court because yeah. we're just looking for what they do on the court you know what i mean yeah and i mean you know so many so many times you hear people say shut up and dribble specifically yeah. with lebron and you know the things he's done with opening up the school um you know just helping his community that he grew up in you know i can I, you know we, we can have a different debate on on who's the goat uh, you know all-time best in basketball and and all that good stuff, man. But you can't. He's definitely one of the goats out there, as far as as far as like family man, father, and stuff like that. So I just wanted to give give props and give flowers. And while we're on that note, gotta give a shout out to uh, Jokic winning NBA Player of the Year. Yes, the he did. Uh, yes, but and Jamal Murray winning Comeback Player. That's right. Hey, and 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 I gotta give flowers, right? Because all the way up into the playoffs, I was doubting it. Sir, right. come I was on. Doubting Murray. And, come on. And I've done this before. I have eight crow before. Let's go. But shout out to Murray, bro. Like wait for this. In day. all honesty, like <laughs> I was your biggest critic and you shut me the fuck up. Like you came to play. You helped us win a championship. If it wasn't for you being a part of that, I don't know if we get it done. Right. We're a great team, but without you, I don't know if we, we, we get that ship. So, you know, Thank you for for putting up with the stubborn fans and and doing what you do because you deserve the awards that you're getting, bro. Well, in, in the same way that the organization and that Michael Malone showed patience with him and him coming back from his injury is the same way we as fans should uh, should show patience too. Mm. Uh, I think he's earn, earned um, the cre- the benefit of the doubt now, yeah. and you know I, it was exciting to see. And like you said, we don't win it without him. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people would like to, were, were freaking out when Bruce Brown left and talking about that he's the reason why we won a title. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but there's two people that we don't win it without, mm-hmm. maybe three, and that for sure is Jamal and for sure is Jokic, and I'd argue Aaron Gordon. Yeah. But um, so a- shout out to them fellas. Yeah, AG had a great, great final series for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, bro, athletes honestly don't get the respect they deserve. They 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 get held to this super crazy high standard because we know what they're capable of. So we continuously think that they have to perform like that night in and night out. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's truly unfair because even as these dudes get older, they're still 
10 times better athletes than majority of us normal Joes who judge them. So, you know what I mean? So, we fans lighten up a little bit so that way we don't we don't ruin the sports that we love as fans. Yeah, no, you you have to, man, and you got to understand, you know, these guys are humans just like like us. They just happen to do whatever they're performing in really really well. So, you know, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes and got to show some love. For um, sure, you know who else performs well and actually just got paid to perform well. Who's that? He hopped around. D-Hop. D-Hop. D-Hop just, you know. Did he, he get paid, though? He inked to deal with the Titans. You know, it. it's relative. Yeah. But, but you know, again, this is a very critical game. You know what I mean? They're judging you off of what you did this last year, not what you did in your career. You know what I'm saying? Like, And so it's not what you've done. It's what have you done for me lately. So at the that. end of the day. You know, look what's happening to Josh Jacobs, bro. The Raiders are 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 bro, him the and, with that, bro. and Saquon, bro. Like it's it's wild, dude. Like I can't running look, backs get no love. He was the best running back in the league, and and we're we're yep. not paying the dude. He's gonna end up sitting out on us, and then what are we gonna do? Do you think he's actually gonna sit out? I mean, he might, bro. At this point, because I mean, at this point, it's honestly like disrespectful, in my opinion. Like, pay the man. Right. Like you got a ton of money, pay the dude. Like these dudes risk their lives, bro. Let's let's keep it real. Like there are injuries that can happen on the field that can take their life. Well, Not just take their careers, take their life. Like look at the Demar Hamlin situation. Like yeah. thank God that he pulled out of that situation. But these 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 owners need to start really respecting what these athletes are putting on the line for them. Well, running back's the only position that is like that with too, bro. Where they just automatically devalue the position you know after 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 like five six years maybe even maybe even four because what uh uh jacobs is coming up on it he just finished his fourth year right yeah if, if, if it wasn't for jacobs bro we would have been garbage yeah i think it's foolish man and i think um, it does a disservice to the league because you're gonna get the most elite athletes not wanting to play running back anymore you know what i mean and and Wide receiver is such a dependent position, bro, that I don't think that you can you can go out there and just run it with wide receivers and, you know, get the same. Uh, running backs are just a special kind of athlete. Yeah. Whether it's a, even fullbacks, like halfback and fullback. Like, it's just a special kind of athlete that, that's asked to do different things. I mean, wide receivers aren't asked to, to stand there in the pocket and, and take on a, a bull rushing defensive end or, you know, a defensive tackle coming up the middle. You know, we ask that for the running backs. So it's a special position, and they should get paid like, they're, like, they're, they, like they should. That's for sure. Who's the last big run, last running back to get paid big? Big? Yeah. I mean, again, when you say Zeke? big, it's like, nah, because Zeke didn't get really. He signed a big deal with the Cowboys. I don't remember what it was, but I mean, like, you know, not not this no. let him run to the franchise. I mean, I mean look at Sa- McCaffrey. What was McCaffrey's deal with the Niners? Uh, did he sign a new one with the Niners, or did he, did he keep the one that I he had with Carolina? That, no, I think they redid his. I'd have to look it up, but. I don't know what he got, but they don't get paid nothing. Really you know what's no dope, dude? Is on on uh, Instagram. Uh, I was strolling around, and they have uh, the, this montage of all these different tweets from running backs, all in solidarity, mm-hmm. saying that it's basically bullshit that Josh Jacobs, uh, Saquon Barkley, and who's the other one? There's a third Cook. one. Cook. No, because he was on the market. Yeah, I know. I know Dalvin was, but there was another one. Maybe it is Cook, but they were saying no. It's it's another or one that's Derek franchised. Henry. It's another one that's franchised. Uh, Pollard. Pollard. In Dallas, oh, yeah. and uh, Pollard signed his 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 um, his tender, you know, 
but it's it's they they're they're saying it you know it's ridiculous that these guys are having to go through this and not not get the the proper due that they're that they're due. So I don't know, man. You know, it's just NFL doing NFL things. Yeah, you know, but sometimes you got to just leave them do what they do, and we got to focus on what's in front of us. Well, and speaking of which, let's focus on Frankie real quick, man, because you know, as I mentioned, we got a very special guest, Frankie V Hill. Uh, kid played football for us at North and. Uh, through shot putting discus for me at North and is going to be heading up to Graceland University out in Iowa. Yeah. Um, to continue his uh, track and field career, man. So, Frankie, what's up, dude? Um, nothing much. No, nothing much. <laughs> yeah, Frankie, um, great to have you on the pod, bro. Uh, like, like I mentioned, man, Coach Dom kind of mentioned this a little bit. He's a great kid, um, come from great family. Um, just super excited to, to see you. Uh, Go on and do do your thing at the next level, dude. Uh, you're my first one of my first athlete that uh, is going up for for a shot putting discus for me uh, to the next level. So it's really cool to see that. Having spent what would have been four years with you, but th- in track, but three years, um, and just seeing the growth, and especially with this year, dude, how we turned it up quite a bit this year. So it's exciting to have you, man. And I'm gonna miss having you uh, out there on the field. Gonna miss being there for sure. Um, so what are some of the things that have uh, driven you as a student athlete to get the most out of your experience? Because I know you're, you, you know, you did well with, with school and grade-wise um, in order to be able to get, get up to uh, take this, ne- this next experience. What are some of the things that have driven you for that? Uh, some of the things that went, like, they just went hand-in-hand. Hand. Like, I wanted to play football. I needed the grades for it. And then as I went on, I saw, like, college athletes and this and this. And I was like, dang, I want to go do that. I want to go do it at the next level somehow. Yeah, and I seen that grades were such an important thing. You talked about it too, how yeah. grades are like so crucial when you get recruited and everything like that. I was like, I have to keep my grades up. It's something I need to do in order to play next level, do what I want to do. It's one thing that's cool about when they when when they have the beginning of every year they have that ath- athletic uh, like seminar or symposium kind of thing, where they have all the parents there and they're able to kind of break it down and. They have them statistics they always throw out by, like, you know, if you're a C student, this is the percentage of colleges you, mm-hmm. you can qualify to get into. And, you know, it, it really matters, man. Like, I know in my experience, grades mattered, and I, and I ended up biting, you know, paying the ultimate price for it and not getting the better offers that I could have had, um, whereas, you know, I had to take what I got basically because of my grades. Um, so it does matter. Yeah, and definitely, and we're constantly telling kids when they come in, you know, like, you got to start early. You can't wait. Yeah. And Frankie, you were one of the kids who actually took to that, right? You, I don't ever remember looking at the eligibility report and seeing Frankie's name on there or seeing even a, I can't even recall, F ever on a report card for him, ever, that I've seen, you know, and... And it's pretty cool that you kind of got it right from the beginning. And maybe it's because, you know, you came in and your older brother was there. And, you know, even though he, he gave you shit at times, you know, and, and he made it hard for you and it was competitive. Shout you know, I think it kind of helped you because, you know, it molded you into who you became as a player. Because there was often like Chris had his, you know, his his limelight already kind of coming in while well, he was kind of one of the big men on campus by the time you were coming in and, and coming into our, our football program as a, as a varsity player, but you guys would compete so much and it would always be like little brother and big brother, but big brother would be mad when little brother would get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you would start to see the transition slowly of, of where you started to kind of 
you know, become an equal and no longer little brother. And, and you guys were banging. So do you think having your brother around kind of, do you, you learn from some of the things that he may have did and also he just helped you through your high school career? Man, so with Chris being on the team and everything and then him being in a year before me and, like, making varsity freshman year, everything like that, when I went in, uh, people always saw me there just like, oh, you have a lot to live up to. You got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> and I always seen it like, I have to fill those shoes. Yeah. I have to be on the same level as him. So you'd say you embrace the challenge? I did. It, I, it, it's always weird because, you know, you don't ever want to – you want to make your own name, and you mm -hmm. don't want to have to be like, oh, that's Chris's brother. Yeah. And I think Frankie did a good job coming in for us freshman year, really making his Killing own name. It. Him, you know, him and Fernando were one or two freshmen that we had playing mm -hmm. at the, on that varsity offensive line, or the offense and defensive line, uh, mostly defensive line at the end of the year, though. And it was it was just the hard work, you know, is the hard work in the offseason. I think having Chris there to get you to go to offseason workouts, like that's that's a big benefit, man. People don't understand how important them offseason workouts are. That's where you that's where you pay the price for your success in the season in them offseason workouts. Well, it's also the leadership, right? Because like for me. Frankie had the leadership aspect always yeah. about him. Like, he was always the guy who was there doing the work, doing yeah. the stuff that no one wanted to do, picking up, making sure the shed was put away properly, like yeah. making sure the pads were cleaned up. You know what I mean? Like, in the weight room, one of the first ones there, last ones to leave, like always doing whatever it takes to to get you to where you needed to be, even in hard times because let's keep it real. Like, there were some some roller coaster ro rides for you and and actually you know some some may take them as really down times in their life and the beautiful thing about it for me when i look at you is you took it into a strength and transitioned it into what got you to the next level in college right because you really said you know what i'm gonna transition myself from being this dedicated to football and football being my number one to really focusing on track and making sure that I do everything I can do on track because I can't afford to continue to beat up my body the way I am. And and it's beautiful the way you embrace that, honestly, because any other kid your age would, you know, go into shy things away like from that, that would shy away from it and, and kind of break down, and, and you championed it. So kudos to you for doing that. <laughs> And Frankie's Frankie's uh, Frankie's a little quiet, huh? Yeah, I don't really <laughs> yeah. know what to say. It, no, it's okay. I mean, it's, let's tell us about like how did that make you? How do you, how did you feel during those times? Was it was it tough for you to to go through those moments? Like, were those those days where you're like, man, I just don't know if I wanna. I mean, I'll be specific with you. Like when when you injured yourself, like what did that do to you mentally? Like. Uh, a lot of times it's hard for people to fight back from injuries. We had Elias on here on, 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 on the podcast uh, back one of the first, first episodes, and he was talking about going through his injuries and, and fighting back from that and just the mental battle with it. So, excuse me, what was it like for you battling back from that knee injury? So before I even knew it was wrong with my knee, just going in, I was terrified. I was like, this could be the end of my season. This could be the end of my football career. And I just hope that it didn't come to that at all. And worst came to worse than it was. But um, well, the end of your season, you yeah, end you, of my season, I continued playing football after that, though. Thankfully, yeah. But after finding out that I did have to have surgery on my knee and everything, I was devastated. And my men, like my mental health, just took like a big toll because I was just like, it's over. Like yeah. I'm not gonna have football anymore. I'm not. I could I could lose my track season this and this 
and I was just like, I was devastated with myself and everything like that. Like I took blame. I remember. Everything. I remember watching you battle back during the track season that that year, um, because it was it was, you know, we were trying to work in our spin a little bit, and we we're more gliding and just that that strength on that on that leg and that confidence and that need to be able to 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 twist and turn and and bend a little bit. So I, I thought it was a great job, you know, fighting your way back, and I'm glad that you were able to find it mentally to to kind of get over that hurdle and uh, and make it back. Um, what do you attribute to your enjoyment or love for athletics? Because you're very passionate about football. You're very passionate about uh, track and field and throwing. And you're out there cheering on your teammates when, when we're done with our events, you know, at, specifically at track meets. So where do you attribute your enjoyment or your love for athletics? Uh, going for football, it was my dad. Like he suggested for Chris to play um, Powell when he was little. I didn't play because I was like, I, it doesn't seem fun. <laughs> and I seen like how much he just like enjoyed seeing Chris play. He was always like super energetic when he was there. So I was like, like I like I want to feel like that too. Nice. So then I started playing, and then I realized I really enjoyed it. And it just like it just continued from there. I was just like, want to make my dad like proud of me, happy. And you did. Yeah. And yeah. you did in life, man. Like both you guys, man. He's both you know graduated high school, which a lot of young men, you know. I mean, the graduation rate, I think, over the years has probably gotten better. I would have to look it up. But it seems, yeah, I think to, so. for me, it feels like it has just because I know so many people from our generation that didn't graduate. They didn't right. walk, you know, and and that in itself is a huge accomplishment. But, you know, getting yourself, a, you know, your your college, you know, and getting yourself to college, getting to the next level, seeing things that that you know us as adults haven't even seen that's a proud thing to to to, to witness as a, as a coach and let alone of your dad you know what i mean so i could only imagine how how proud he is of you um how how would you say like the transition from a team sport like football helped you in track because you know most people would look at track and field as a, an individual sport and it's not a team but you know those who really know sports in general know that individual sports are really team sports as well because you yeah. cheer on your teammates that are individually in there performing you know what i mean so what how did football prepare you to kind of be a leader within an individual sport like track dang so with football like going in for my freshman year like i always i always try to step up as much as i couldn't be like the leader how you said mm -hmm. and then going into track I wanted to also bring that attribute over. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to be well-known and, like, support as many people as I could. Well, I did it. It didn't matter if it was a thrower, a sprinter. I just wanted to support them. They're my teammates still. Of course. I think um, Frankie's done a great job with that, too, man. Um, there was times this season where – so DPS and, and some of Aurora Public Schools combined mm -hmm. and made a you know, league with Westy. And so we had, like, 15 teams on there. And so with track, it's so hard to get um, it's so hard to get like a a um, like a lot of JV meets. So if you have tons of kid on your on your on your team, it's kind of hard to get all of them time. Mm -hmm. And with us, we have, you know, we have always have like four or five, six male throwers. And, you know, this year we only had three lady throwers. So there wasn't that much. But like last year, I've had like five. 
And so it's hard trying to find people time. And so with, with this new league, we had a lot more JV meets this year. And Frankie stepped up to help coach some of the kids for JV meets. So I had two kids that would go to our JV meets, maybe three sometimes. And Frankie would go out there, help coach them up. Sometimes he'd help run the events. And it was just, you know, it's always been that way, man. And I, I've always appreciated the leadership that he's shown. Uh, we got to see it in football, but I got to see it more firsthand during track. And yeah. I'd say you're a vocal leader in football, but your leadership uh, in track was always something that I admired. You're getting these, ki- these guys in order, getting them, you know, in line to do what they have to do, go get the weight, the, uh, the weights weighed in and, you know, whatever it is, man, cheering on your teammates, um, whether or not you made the cut on that week for and for throw-offs, you were still consistent with your support. So I definitely have always expressed that appreciation for you in that and doing that. We kind of talked about some of your low points specifically with your knee. Um, how did those things um, kind of change or shape your approach with the rest of your career, right? So you had – you come back – you got hurt, what, your junior year? Yeah, beginning of junior year. So you got hurt beginning of junior year, and you got to come back for your junior season in track and then your final two seasons – of track and football your senior year. How did getting hurt kind of change the way you, you approach things? Did you approach it with a little bit more appreciation? Um, were you cautious? Like, did it? how did it affect your, your approach? Um, so after coming out for my, from my injury, well, for football, for sure, I honestly debated it a lot if I was going to play again because, like, the surgeon talked to me, my mom, my dad, they all talked to me. They were like, hey, like, if you choose to do football again, something happens. Like, that's it. You can't, like, that's just going to be the end of it. You're going to have messed up knees. And, like, it could just, it's going to mess up your whole future. Mm. And that was something I really did have to take into consideration because, well, I have my whole life ahead of me still. So I definitely took it cautious, but I also appreciated it more because sitting out my junior year, I just, I got to see everybody still play. Uh, I think it was, like, two days after I came out of surgery, I saw Kennedy in North play. That was a thriller. I was, yeah, I was on the couch. I was just saying, because I tried going after the game. My parents were like, no. <laughs> this so, is two or three days after surgery? Yeah, I was sitting on the couch because they live streamed it. And I was just, it was just thrilling. I was just like, I can't wait to get back out there. And, like, I just, my love for it just kind of shifted because I was like, this is it. It could, This is like make or break. So you're a little more focused. You're a little bit more, you know, obviously this, any, you, you, you took into fact for real now that any moment could be your last moment on the field. And I think that's what people always um, have a hard time with. And when a realization of that hits, um, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of, it's hard to get over because at any moment, any athletes, you know, one wrong move, run, rolled ankle away from, from it being it and, and them being unable to, to, to do their, their sport anymore. So, um, that's always rough, man, and always a scary thing. And But I thought you handled it well, man. I have to give you props, dude. We're giving out flowers. I have to give you props. I thought you handled it very, very well. So uh, kudos to you, brother. Yeah, it's crazy, especially when you see it firsthand. Like um, one of my teammates, he was a running back, Jeremiah. Um, he, like, tweaked his ankle, we thought, during a practice. He sat out. And he, like, slowly progressed during the like rest of the week for practice because we were going to play Northfield that week. It was, like, one of the first plays of the game. He got hit. And he ended up tearing his ACL, and then mm. his season was over, senior year. It's just, it's always something like, you're never prepared for it. For sure. But that's why you play hard, because, you, you know, you can't control that kind of stuff. Like, that happens, it happens, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's frustrating and 
painful and at the moment you're just like trying to figure out what you did wrong but there's really no control over it like you know what, what happened with you was kind of a freak accident and you know when you pop a uh, an acl usually it's on a non-contact or you know you're just doing some normal thing that you it's no, a normal cut that you've done a hundred thousand times and uh just for whatever reason that one time is the wrong one yeah, yeah you know they say whatever you know you're unprepared for in the present prepares you for the future you know what I mean? And you going through the injuries prepared you to be there for your teammates when they went through them as well. So, you know, that's another thing that you'll take on with you to the next level is is showing athletes how to prepare your body and repair your body when you're dealing in sports. Yo, I want to give a shout out to Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, 38th and Pearson Wheat Ridge. Shout out to AJ. Uh, he leads a team of excellent barbers, providing all the latest cuts in men's hair fashion. The fellas at Cutthroat take the art of barbering to the next level. We've got an open chair for you. Hit up cocutthroat.com and book yourself a service. Also, man, shout out to the Canyon Fly Shop up inside Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers. Dom, I got out on the water this weekend, bro. I seen that. Got out on the water, caught a couple of fish. Using the flies I caught this week over at the Canyon Fly Shop. Hey. Uh, shout out to Matt over there. He he uh, he gave me some nice advice and uh, had me and the homie Matt laced up, man, and went up and hooked into him, man. It was a good time. But yo, shout out to the Canyon Fly Shop right, right inside Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, 38th and Pierce. Make sure you follow him on our socials. That's what's up, dude. Hey, uh, I forgot to mention I went to Snoop. Oh, that's right. Snoop was dope. Bro. You forgot to mention that. How the, was that, the, dude? The Snoop concert was dope. It was lit. It had Wiz, Snoop, Too Short, Warren G, and Bernard. It was it was a dope show, bro. Yeah. How it, long did Snoop perform for? It was exactly for? what Snoop a Snoop concert should have been. Oh, I mean, you can barely see through the smoke in the crowd. And it was in ball. <laughs> so usually when they come to Colorado, they go to the beautiful. Red Rocks Amphitheater. That's right. You know what I mean? Or, or to the old Fiddlers, right. whatever it is called now. Um, you know, so they're usually in an outdoor venue, but this time they're in an indoor venue. And when I tell you it was a hot box in there, it was a hot box in there. <laughs> there was a session up in there, huh? It was, <laughs> it was crazy, but they played all the classics. Short played all his classics. That's And tight. then Wiz, bro, Wiz just puts on a great show. Like, in my opinion, like, whether you like Wiz's lyrics or not, like, if you watch him perform live, he's going to make you feel good in the moment. That dude puts on a good show. So, like, shout out. That show was dope. I, That's I, tight. I enjoyed it. I'm going to 50. I hope 50 could. Damn, you going to 50, too? Yeah, we're going to 50 on Sunday night. This Sunday, right? This Sunday. Golly, you taking me with you? I, was, I tried. So, I guess we're not recording Sunday night? <laughs> Sunday morning. Sunday morning, huh? Afternoon. Afternoon. Because we got practice on Sunday morning and we need to see everybody there. Sunday's going to be a busy day. And if Coach Dom is up getting it, then y'all better be up getting it too. I know I'll be up. We got we got a track at 630. We'll be throwing out on the track over there at North and uh, we'll go from 630 to 830. And then I'll be over to, to the uh, field to uh, get the little heat those all trained up. It's going to be fun. I love it. Starting all over again. Ah, I know, right? I hate it. No. <laughs> from, from, from seeing them graduate going to college to starting the next generation. Dude, it's... Um, Coaching never ends. You know, I, I always question myself, like, man, I don't want to do this shit no more. I just want to be able to chill. Go Fishing was fun on Saturday, and, like, I love to do that on Sunday, too. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I, 
we gotta we gotta do our service, man. We gotta do our part. So we'll be done with Sunday soon. Once yeah, get, but then, then it's gonna be next, five days a week, and it'll be three. <laughs> Just four, being a big cry baby dog. Maybe five. Hey, so we talking about things that are coming up. Hey, we, I know we've been we've been talked about this on past podcasts, and um, actually, before I say that, we'll get back into Frankie's upcoming venture. I forgot to segue to that. We'll get back up in that later. They call that a plug, but we're gonna talk about some stuff coming up that me and Dom never thought we're yeah. gonna see. It's happening. If finally. you listen back, like what is it, episode like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, something like that, maybe twenty. Probably all of them. We were we were because we were talked hyping about this, up. this so many times, bro. But it was like it was gonna happen, and then bro. it didn't happen, and now it's gonna happen, and it's going down. And if you've been watching the All Access, like it's getting hype, bro. Both of these dudes are are locked in. Like both of them are confident. It's gonna be a great, great show. I'll be in Cancun, so hopefully they have it. Playing in Cancun. If not, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be streaming it somehow, some way. I'm gonna find a way to watch this. So those of you that are want, oh, go ahead. Verse Spence. I was just about to say for those of you who are wondering, it's going down, baby. July, July 29th, 29th. Earl Spence, Terrence Bud Crawford, arguably the fight of the year. Some say the fight, fight in the last like ten years, century. maybe. Yo, uh, I won't go that far, but who knows? It might be. Mm, it might be. We'll see. We we also Spence thought is, that is, Garcia is. and Tank were going to be a good fight. So let's see. But no, these dudes are are, are ultimate professionals. Champ versus champ, bro. Top for of the, the undisputed. Prime versus prime. Like it's going. Some would down. say long overdue. It is long overdue, but sometimes you know, long overdue and happening is better than just long overdue and not happening. So I'm thankful it's happening. It's happening a lot sooner than say Mayweather and Pacquiao happened. You know what I mean? But I'm excited for this fight, bro. Um, Who you got? Oh, I'm, I, hey, we talked about this before. I know. And I haven't changed, man. I'm going with Bud. We're going Terrence Crawford, bro. And I think it's actually going to go to distance, and I think it's going to be a fight. Um, I think I think either one of these guys might take you know take a seat. You know, They might get dropped a little bit. I'm, uh, I'm changing my pick. Oh, you going with Spence? I'm going with it's going to get canceled again and we're not going to see the fight. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, nah, man. But the, if that was a bet, I'd probably take it right about now just because this it's shit has been close, like. It's too close, dude. We're been within like, nine days. We are, and they're already working. Like, they've been working hard. Yeah. Um, Bud has been in the springs. He's working in the springs. Is he really? Yeah, he's been in the springs working. Well, and I think the difference now is, bro, they're, they're, the promotions aren't in the way. No. I think that's what the problem was before, and Spence finished, or uh, Crawford finished out his contract, and it's, it's not going to be that case no more. So I don't think, I think, I'm, I think I'm safe to say this thing's going down. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with Bud. I think Bud is just, he, he's just a little bit better, in my opinion. Yeah. Just a little bit. Slightly. Spence is tough, but man. It, but it could go either way. Frankie, you watch boxing? I don't. You don't? I watch a little bit of MMA with my dad. That's about it. Of course you do. These mm-hmm. kids don't know nothing about the sweet science. Nope. That's nope. why they all think LeBron's the GOAT. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not. Whoa, who's the GOAT? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's a topic for another Who's day. the GOAT? We can, go, we can go really in depth with that. Who's the GOAT, Frankie? We're you good. have one game of basketball. And you, you got a squad, and you need someone to, to 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 throw in there to be your goat. Who is it? 
to be my goat. Who's the goat, Frankie? It's a tournament, one on one. See, that's hard you could to say only though. Pick one person, bro. That's hard to say though because some people are better one on one. Like I'd argue AI is better one on one than he is with a team. Practice? Talking about practice. Hey, let's not derail Frankie out of the hot seat. Who the hell is your goat, Frankie? No, we're not talking about this. Come on, Frankie. Bye. You ain't got an like option now. <laughs> are you a Kobe fan, Frankie? Uh, no. Oh. I'm not a Kobe fan like that. At all? So who's your no, goat? I'm a Kobe. I know who Kobe is. Jordan? I want to say Jordan. Like, don't get me wrong. And, like, you ain't going to offend us. Yeah, you might offend your friends because they're no. the only ones who are going to Oh, argue. I know. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. So how many times you argue with people about this? Who do you got, like, Larry Legend or something? No, I would <laughs> say Michael. Michael? Michael Jordan. Like, in his career, he was able to do a lot in, like, such, like, a short amount of time. And, like, LeBron's done so much, but, like, LeBron, or Michael Jordan's just old school. He played old school basketball. And that's what, like, I think sets him apart from LeBron nowadays because you just stand there, take the slightest tap, <laughs> and you go flying. And did I mention Frankie's – did I mention I like Frankie for a reason, bro? Like, the kid knows, knows a little something. Nah, yeah, for sure. Jordan is still – ah, man, I don't even know. You know, I don't even know. I mean, Jordan. You know, this is the thing: is like, I was young, yeah, to see Jordan. Like, I was really young, right? But I, I witnessed it, and it was greatness. Yeah, Kobe, I remember. I would that that was my age era. And yeah, he dominated the Nuggets, but I hated him because he dominated the Nuggets. Yeah, but he was like Tom Brady. I hated Kobe when he was playing. I loved Kobe after he retired. Um, and I, I, you know, and it's the same mistake I try to avoid with LeBron, uh, because I want to appreciate greatness when I can appreciate greatness, and you don't see greatness too often. Mm-hmm. And so, Kobe was like we we're talking about. I, t- I told you like one on one, it could be a different story versus you know five on five. And Kobe's a person that I would say, arguably, if you put a one on one tournament, I would not be surprised to see him outlast the field because he had the game. So you're so what Coach Al is telling us right now. You got to read between the, the lines sometimes. No, he's telling us that Jordan wouldn't have won any of those rings whoa, without Pippen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what I'm saying. And he's saying, I would, I'm saying without Paxton son, or without Kerr. Pippen's <laughs> son would not have would not have dated, or Jordan's son would not have dated Pippen's ex-wife if it wasn't for Jordan. So it's like a he's, circle of life. He's the there. goat on the court. <laughs> what do you know? He's the goat on the court and in his family. <laughs> Pippen helped Jordan get a ring, then Jordan's son no. gave Pippen's yeah. ex-wife a ring. No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Yo, do you watch Hard Knocks? I do. I was from the school of Hard Knocks, mother. What you think about the Jets being on Hard Knocks? Eh. Yeah? I mean, you know what? I like sauce. That doesn't intrig- intrigue you at I all? I like sauce. We um, all like sauce. I like... What kind of sauce is your favorite? Barbecue sauce, marinara sauce? Gardner. Gardner sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pause on that one <laughs> yeah. or no? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. That's a pause for sure. Nah, but look, he likes gardener sauce and the gardener <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I like, I, hey, I like the Jets, bro. I think they got some players, but I don't want to see the whole Aaron Rodgers hard knocks season. I don't want to see it. Like, I'm gonna watch it. Don't get me wrong, because I just watch sports, right? But I would have rather seen. Someone else. Man, you ain't want to see the Roger Zach Wilson controversy. Nope. <laughs> There's no controversy there. That's not a. 
Zach Wilson can't complete a screen. Did you nah, see that? You're right. You're right, bro. You're right. There's no comp. <laughs> now, the, the intrigue is on that defensive side. Uh, Robert Sala being a defensive-minded head coach. You got Quinnen Williams who just signed his extension, a big extension, like 90-plus mil extension. Um, you mentioned Sauce Gardner. That dude's got tons of swag. Swag. Tons of personality. Um, they got better than the draft. A rookie that could, you could argue is the best cornerback in the game. Mm. You know, I think some of the folks here in Denver would try to say uh, PS2. But, you know, Sauce Gardner, have you ever seen the, the, the meme or the stat of, of the receivers this year that was lost in the sauce? And there's a, there's a whole list of really dope receivers that – did not have a good game against Gardner. And that's for a reason, man. It might be like the new Revis Island, except for they call it Gardner Island. It, it will be interesting to see when offense and defense is doing a little bit of thud, right? And they're doing team on team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when Sauce picks off Rodgers or, you know, those two egos kind of going at each other because Sauce ain't going to shy away from, no. from Rodgers. No, and he's going to let him know. Yeah, you know what I mean? So... It should be interesting. It'll be cool, but I would have rather seen. Um, let's see who's who's the least exciting team in the NFL. The Browns. Maybe you'd rather see. You rather see Deshaun to see if he getting some massages. Just to see if we could follow him to the parlor. <laughs> he can't go to the massage parlor uh, no hey, more, bro, dog. We Damn. hey, listen. We got to do something right now. This is already the we've mentioned that dude too much on this damn podcast bro stop hey man it's not my fault i would mention calvin ridley's uh gambling problem but we don't we you know i guess we can like you you don't enjoy gambling as much as you enjoy enjoy massages no it was ridley was gone all last year and, and, and deshaun came back he's like there's never a happy ending to gambling there is sometimes no if you good no if you like our boy zach over at Anytime Flood Restoration, hey, the Play Podcast. What Shout up, brother? Out to Zach. That man, I be hearing he have happy endings at the poker table all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to get him in trouble with his wife or nothing, though. You know what I'm saying? Going back to the Browns real quick. Have you guys seen their alternate helmets? Yeah, the, the all white. They're, they're nasty. That, that's hard. They're nasty, but the thing they is. Can't, is like, they can try all they want. They ain't going to take, they ain't never going to be able to change that nasty ass image they have of themselves. Bro, I feel bad for Browns fans, except for the dude that works on my job. They choose to be Browns fans. No, I know. Like it's, it's like it's like if you stuck your hand in that cow shit, you didn't expect it to stink. No, that's like that's like oh, I stepped in some shit, and then they just went and stepped in it with their other foot to even things out. Like, man. you know what, man? X it's the Browns, X the Jets. It's kind of like when um, we used to do one-on-ones in our individual sessions. Yeah, and we used to whoop that ass. offensive line used to think they were going to do anything whoop with defensive ass. line. And I'll constantly show you that we were just the alphas out there. Constantly. You got to forgive Coach Dom. He don't remember the same way like he used to back hey, in the day. Frankie, you fact can, check it. Fact you know, check it. Even Frankie, what, could Frankie could even tell you that he lost all of his offensive battles <laughs> but won all of his defensive ones. <laughs> so, yeah, how you going to let Coach Dom talk about you like that, Frankie? Man, I will say one thing. Uh-oh. Is that I did enjoy being on defense for one-on-ones more than I did offense. Of course. Ooh. it's Dude, that's a defensive drill. Because it's. Be, because listen, it's unrealistic. You're never as an offensive lineman 
you're never going to have so much open space on either side of you. Unless you're a tackle, you got one side of open space. But there's never going to have that much open space as an offensive lineman. So it's a defensive drill. And plus, you get these fucking defensive linemen, they get all scared, and they line up like so three you, gaps over in a, play, so in a position you, they'll never line up in. So you get more space in the trenches than we do? Isn't the same? The trenches the same? Nah, man. The it's, it's the what same. I'm saying. What I'm last, saying is. Last time I checked the box. So let me ask you a question, Dom. We're going one-on-one. I'm a win. Right. And you oh, go. That wasn't your question. Listen, and you go outside and then cut across in, right? Usually, it's not going to be a clear path to get it and go wide coming in because there's going to be a. If I'm playing tackle, there's going to be a guard. There's going to be a center. There's going to be somebody inside there. You don't. You don't got the luxury of having two wide open gaps. Whereas on on, if you're a defensive tackle, That's you have you got have guys on both sides. Yeah, but if 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 I'm coming if, across if, your if, face, if. I'm gonna get you in the race. You get that big body moving. It's hard to stop and go in the other direction very quickly like my agile defensive line self. So as you get into the race and drop into your kick slide, this motherfucker I cross face. My agile defensive line self. <laughs> and get <laughs> paid, baby. Get to the bag. Oh, anyway, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I, you're, I'm guessing you're not watching You're not watching Hard Knocks? No, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to record it, actually, and then watch it. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do out there in the Jets? I think they'll be a better team. Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers. What's a better bro. team, though? Because they sucked last year. That's true. Did they? Yeah. I mean, they, 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 gave, a, they gave a fight of it early on, but they tapered off. I think they lost like five straight to finish the season. No, no, no. I, I mean, they lost a lot of games, right? Yeah. And wins and losses is the way we judge teams. They but, were great defensively. But they were a good team. Like, they think they were in some games, bro. They had Zach Wilson. And now they have Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to be good. I don't think they'll be a playoff team. I don't see them winning the division. Um, but they could be in the race. Who do you got winning that division? Definitely not the Dolphins. I mean, do you think, like, do not, you think Buffalo's window's closed? No. No. Not you yet. You don't think so? Not yet. All the fighting they got with 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 if digs go digs somewhere. if digs go somewhere Josh then Allen. that window is going to close. But at the end of the day, bro, the the NFL is showing us how they operate. They'll replace you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like so, as long as Josh Allen is young and healthy, they're going to have a winning recipe because that dude's a baller. Um, they have a great defense. They have a great coaching staff. I think Buffalo is still primed to be the top dog in that division. Don't sleep on the Dolphins, bro. I think the Dolph Dolphins are good. I'm not. I, I don't want to pop your head up too big, but I think the Dolphins could do some damage in that in that division as well. I mean, you know, we went over it a couple of times back with the additions they made in the secondary, with the, the additions they put on that defense. It was just adding depth. Um, you know, their running game should be legit, uh, especially if they pick up Dalvin, which I don't think he's. I think he's kind of told Miami he's not. He's not going to Miami, but. I mean, the depth at the running game, and I think, you know, with McDaniels having another year to uh, to call the offense, I think they got a good chance as any right now to win that division. Um, it's wide open. It's a wide yeah. open division. 
We're getting chewed up out here. I know, man. I, I'm like, I'm sitting here like laughing at Jeff Frankie's ass over here. Next time we ain't gonna do this, trying to enjoy a different element, but it's backfiring on us. The, the sun's. I feel went like down. we're around a campfire right now, we bro. To be like honest with you, a campfire. We're getting bit up. Frankie's over here, like looking like Smokey <laughs> in the pigeon coop. Get off me! Get off me! I'm getting bit up everywhere. Hey, so let's finish this thing out with Frankie. Talk about what he has coming up. Looking forward to his time at Graceland. Frankie, so you're heading out to Graceland University to throw. Wait, was that where Alvis lives? No, that's Graceland, dude. That's like uh, Tennessee. That's like uh, uh, Nashville. Al- uh, Graceland University's in Iowa. Is that where Alvis lives? No, it's like I'm just playing. Go ahead, get back. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we're done. We're- <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm all shook up. Um, Frankie's heading out to Graceland University to throw. You're throwing shot put, discus, but you're also throwing. Uh, a variety of things. What else are you throwing? Uh, I'll be ju- I'll be throwing javelin and the hammer in the summer, and then during our winter season, it's called the weighted throw. Yeah, sick dude. You ready to throw javelin? Yeah, it's about to be fun. You got the hair for it, bro. You look like you're gonna get back to your tribal self and you know and, and get out there and throw them spears. <laughs> uh, what do you? Uh, what are you most excited about, bro, with this opportunity? I know Coach Don mentioned it. Going to, we talk about it all the time. If you could take your, whatever you do athletically, if you could take it to the next level um, and take it for as long as you can, you want to, right? So what are you looking forward to with this opportunity being over there at Graceland? Uh, I'm really ready to just travel because they go all over. They went to, um, I know, Pennsylvania, all over Iowa, uh, Missouri, everything like that. Probably. Being able to travel, see new things, that's like one of the main things I'm really excited for. Well, yeah. You're trying new things, right? You're getting ready to throw the hammer like Thor in a college, you know, facility. It's so, not that kind pa- of hammer, dog. Whoa, <laughs> pause, bro. You seen Thor throw that kind of hammer or what? It's called a hammer, but it's not really like a hammer. It's like a ball and chain. Yeah. It's like a like a, a country boy throwing his wife around. Whoa. <laughs> ball and chain, get it? Brute. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Um, what are the chal- some of the challenges you think facing you? Uh, have you already begun a game plan for you know trying to make you know make the roster, the travel team, um, trying to adapt to a new uh, you know a new background, new scene, going from the city to the country. Like, have you thought about some of the things face you're, you're about to face, and, and what's your game plan for getting over? And moving from the city to the country, I'm taking my car out there because everything's like. 30 minutes away <laughs> I can't I can't stay in like a little town like that forever your little Mazda yeah it'll break down eventually but it'll get me there me and my homie we're when I went out to Missouri because Missouri is a lot of that same cornfields everywhere and um, we're out there driving around in his little Corolla dude and we got lost in the cornfield couldn't see shit around us dude we're driving around for probably about an hour and just pop out onto a road and it's like oh shit here's the main road like we're here so them little country dirt roads you gotta be careful with Frankie, you kind of you kind of strike me for that a guy that would do well in the country. Give you a Stetson, give you some boots, put Hunt, you on the farm, fishing, and, and loving you, every day. No, no, you're a city boy to the core. Yeah, I can't. It's too quiet. So, yeah. what made you? What made you? Obviously, the opportunity to to continue on, but like, um, what were what were some of the due diligence that you did in choosing to go to Graceland? Um, I talked to a couple of the professors before I did, like, officially, like, commit and everything. Um, what I am going to college for is criminology. 
and the program out there is like really well because we go down to Kansas City for a couple classes and we get into their forensic labs Sick. and everything like that. Uh, they teach us how to like, like, how do I explain it? It's just like how you to like properly see a crime scene. You gonna learn? You gonna learn us up on how to how to how to get rid of a crime scene? Up. Yeah, how to get rid of it. There we go. Don't let this hooligan <laughs> corrupt you. I'm not a hooligan no more. Just ever you weren't. It's never. good to like, listen. It's good to have a lawyer. You know. Uh, you know, a good lawyer number in your pocket. I have one. If you ever need one, holla at me. I got y'all. But it'd be nice to have somebody that knows how to get rid of crime scenes. Yeah, but it's also just really cool to hear about it, too, and hear <laughs> that you're going to do that. Well, yeah, of so, course. Uh, like, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what what's your uh, what was your original interest in, in, in joining in criminology? criminology? I don't know. I always just wanted to go in like some kind of law enforcement, whether whether it was on like federal, state, any kind of level. To me, that always seemed fun. It seemed like something I'd enjoy doing for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, do you have any immediate or long term goals? You know, as part of this next journey that you got to embark on. Um, definitely like nationals. I want to go to NAI nationals. That'd be really nice. Hell yeah! Got to put in the work. Yeah. What's um, you got? I know you got a bunch of teammates. Do you know what what kind of like your uh, uh, your target area, your target distances are so far? Or no? Uh, no, I don't know my target areas for right now. I haven't heard much about that from any of my teammates. I've looked at a couple um of our meet results. Yeah. Um, so on the higher ends, it's like one ten, one twenty. That's like the ranges I could shoot for. What's that in? Uh, discus. Okay. Shot puts a little bit lower. It's around. 35 36 really yeah and then hammer and everything else is i haven't seen it yet well you throw a 16 pound shot put in college two kilogram disc in college versus 12 pound and 1.6 kilo um i know you've been working with the new disc the two kilo disc what's what's that been like for you that transition it's it seems like it's a little bit bigger you know a little bit more in diameter like has that bothered you at all being able to get your your throws yeah it has still Converting from a high school to a college disc, it's bigger. The weight's a little bit more awkward when you throw it. So you have to get, like, readjust, get used to the weight. You just kind of, like, change your positioning for throwing even. Yeah. A lot of repetitions to get right, right? Yeah, and then I think it was during the camp, it kind of just, like, all snapped together, and it was like, oh, it just felt fine now. That's what's up, man. That camp was cool. Frankie was sucking up to the – uh to the instructor over there trying to get free bands and free everything else. It worked. Hey, you know, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. It was wild, bro, that camp, you know, to go back a little bit since we had Frankie here. Um, we drove 10 hours to get out there, and it was wild to see all the other people were from different areas, too. Like, you had kids from uh, what, South Dakota or North Dakota? South Dakota. South Dakota. We had a kid over there from, like, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, some kids from Illinois out there. I mean, they were a lot closer than we were. Um, kid from St. Louis, I think, was probably pretty far, you know. But it was cool to to get out there and have all these different folks out there. Um, that facility was dope, man. At Indianola High School, oh yeah, dude, they had a field house. It started pouring on us. They had a field house. This field house had like two basketball courts and then Jeez. just another court. Like it was big, bro. It's crazy to go to other states and see the facilities that they dude. have for sports. You know what I mean? 
And it was cool talking because I, I started talking to the football coach because he was walking around. I think he's a track coach as well, and um, he was talking about a lot of their success in their in their in their feeder programs. Is the reason why they've had some some pretty good success on the on the high school level, man. So it just goes to show you having good feeder programs in your program um, can really you know pay dividends in the long run, especially yeah. the more time these kids get to play play ball with each other. Hey, before we get out of here though, I want to ask Frankie another question. Yo, what's up? Um, how far in, uh, in, in, in your degree do you want to take it? Like what, where do you, what would you like to do outside of college? Like, what are you going to apply your degree degree towards? Like what specifically, like you said a couple things, but is there something specifically that you would like is your primary goal? So one of my professors too, he was in, he's like former FBI mm-hmm. and he says he has like a lot of connections to there. So I would like to do that. FBI would be nice. Um, he has connections in like all kind of law enforcement in Iowa. I could go do that, but I would like to do it like a federal level if I could. Oh, like an undercover? Huh? No, just like regular. Like a fed investigator and shit. Is that why? You, is that why? Is that why you already asking all these goddamn questions, Frankie? Huh? He came in here giving us the Inquisition. Yeah, I gotta be prepared. <laughs> What's this? What's that? <laughs> what is this, Coach? Nah. What have y'all been doing, that's, Coach? That's awesome, bro. Like I'm so proud of proud of you to hear that. Like. Screw sports, screw what we've been talking about to hear what you're, you know, trying to do professionally professionally is awesome, bro. It's like, do you? I think it goes to show you, man, like these kids, like there's so much more to people than just what um, we get to know each other for. Like, you know, we scratch the surface and get to know each other even deeper. And and all of a sudden you find out like, just (laughs) shut the fuck up. Come on, man. Um, Get to know each other more and you find out our interests and our likes and, you know, we're more than just athletes or coaches or, you know, that stuff. So, so Frankie, before we get out of here, man, we always do a mailbag question. And I have one for you off the cuffs. We got Michael Jordan out of you as the GOAT. What – and this is going to be hard for Dom because Dom don't know anything about no track athletes. But right now, are there any uh, throwers – that either past, present, or, you know, just that you've got to meet, that you're trying to kind of model your game off of or that you would inspire to, aspire to be to? Man, so going into track, like, as I got more into it, I started watching, um, like, actual throwing competitions, like the NAM, Olympics, stuff like that. Um, Joe Kovacs was someone who was really big for me. He's, like, a smaller guy. He's, like, bigger, too, but he always, like, Went to competitions and shows. He shows out. Yeah, he always does. Like he just got um, it was second place in the national. Yeah, race. did you see yeah, him trying to put on that jacket? That little <laughs> ass jacket. It's funny. The him for sure. Um, Ryan Krauser. I watched him throw his um or online. I watched him throw his U.S. world record mm. during the trials, and that was like something that I was like, wow, like. Being able, like, if I was able to do something like that, even if it's just for college, like, that's big. Like, any kind of, any kind of, like, putting my name out there, just being, like, well-known for it would be nice. But um, is that what you, is that what you really want? Or is it just kind of like, hey, that would be extra, extra whip topping on top of the ice cream already? It'd be, like, extra whip topping. <laughs> Um, Dom, you sleeping on me? Okay. Well, who? Principal Trunchbull, bro. 
Principal Trunchbull? <laughs> From Matilda. What you talking about? I don't know no damn track. This motherfucker pulled out a Matilda reference. What you talking about, bro? Oh, that's your favorite track, Adley? put some respect on my name. Bruce. <laughs> I was going to say, man, you know, uh, you know, he's a GOAT. He, he, Bruce Jenner's GOAT. One of them, like, you know, his track career is pretty great. One of the best athletes to ever do it. One of the best athletes to ever do it. All-around athlete, you know. Um, people forget about that because it's so long ago for our time. But, all right, bro, we're getting bit up out here. Yeah. I say we put a put a fork in it. And on that note, we got to give a special shout-out before we do, though. Yeah, yeah, let's go. We got to give a shout-out to Icon Sales and Boxing, Anytime Flood Restoration, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty, Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, The Canyon Fly Shop, Westminster Youth Football Association, DNASportsDenver.com. That's right. And all of you. Out shout there. out to you guys, man. Listening to us right now. Shout out to Frankie. Shout out to the V Hills, man. Yo. What a wonderful family. You know, again, two parents who have been involved in their children's academics and athletics to the fullest. Shout out to you guys. You guys also should be giving yourselves a pat on the back for what your sons have accomplished. That's right. Hey, Frankie, don't forget, man. Your success is your parents' success, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And make sure you go you go out there, you represent with your folks in mind, with your neighborhood in mind, with your family in mind, with your coaches in mind, and just go out there, man, and do the very, 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 very best you can, brother. Um, you got a whole community out here cheering you on, bro, and rooting for you um, to find success out there, man. And I'm super proud of you, man, and I can't wait to, to see, see what you do, um, not only athletically but professionally as well. Thank you, Coach. And on that note, man, we're going to get up out of here for my partner, Dom. I'm Coach Al, my boy Frankie V. Hill. We're out of here. Frankie, any shout-outs? Oh, yeah. Frankie, you want to get some shout-outs? None specific. Oh, shout-out to Coach Johnson at Graceland for the offer and being able to give me a new opportunity. Better shout-out to Coach Boy. On that note, man, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. There's like 50 new videos up there, bro. I've been putting in some work. We trying to get it popping. Go subscribe. We out of here. Like them, like them, like them, like them.